made known by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas-Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is The Good News Show. And good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Good News Show here on this last Monday before Christmas, which is really scary to say. I'm realizing we have such a short Advent season this year, but we'll talk about that a little bit more in a moment. My name is Cecil Anderson, and I am the North Texas Assistant of the Guadalupe Radio Network, and I am hosting this program today. It's normally hosted by Dave Palmer, our Executive Director, but he is taking a well-deserved break before uh, for the holiday season and before we go into our busy car raffle season in the new year. So I'm um, hoping he's getting lots of rest. But uh, he actually, even though he is on vacation, he definitely set up part of this show <laughs> over the weekend because Dave is always uh, meeting people and it's always a lot of fun. He was emceeing the uh, Gift of Christmas Gala this last Saturday, which I think was a very good success based on some things that I've seen and heard. I know a lot of our listeners were there. We were advertising it a lot. It was put on by Masango Osong and Catholic Brain, and um, I'm praying that it was all a fantastic success. Uh, I had Deacon Harold Brooks Servers as a speaker, so pretty awesome lineup and some great music as well. Unfortunately, I was not able to be there, but again, sounds like it was a lot of fun. Um, but yes, this is the Good News Show. This is our local live program we have every single week on the Guadalupe Radio Network uh, here on 910 AM, and it's a great time that we get to introduce you to local things happening or just awesome Catholic news in general, and and I'm really excited about today's lineup because we're this is the last live show we have before the holidays, before Christmas. Um, next Sunday is, uh, well, next Monday is actually Christmas Day. Next Sunday is uh, the last Sunday of Advent, the fourth Sunday of Advent, and also Christmas Eve, making life super confusing and tight <laughs> in that time. Um, but today's show, um, on the second half, I'm going to introduce you all to a couple that d- makes music together, uh, Brianna and John Bellino. And they're from actually from South Carolina and they are going to be coming out to talk about a Christmas album that they did together. I think some of their kids are involved too. And I, it's a lot of fun. And so another possible last minute Christmas gift, getting a Christmas album for your uh, friends or family. And so we'll talk to them. It's called a Wittenham Christmas, the story of the child. And I've heard that the way that they designed the album is that it's telling a story throughout the whole album. Each song is very intentional. There's some original songs and we're going to play a clip of one of those. So you want to Hang around for that on the second half of the show for sure um, when we talk to them about that Christmas album. And then before that, in just a few minutes, I'm going to introduce to you a um, talented author and artist duo, uh, one locally here in DFW who will be in studio, Allison who is going to be joined on the phone with Sarah and I'll introduce them more formally in just a little bit talking about their a little book of the gospel of Mark for little ones. And I'm very excited about that because that is another awesome last minute Christmas gift for those little ones in your life or even the big ones. I think that some of the, <laughs> these books are great for, for big people too. Um, cause I think I would love to read these as well. I've actually read it. I think the first one a while back. Um, so we'll talk about that in just a few minutes, but again, these are the, this 
of the last week before, um, last full week of Advent. Uh, our liturgical calendar can be kind of funny sometimes, and uh, this happened a few years ago, but with Christmas Eve following, uh, falling on the fourth Sunday of Advent, we have like half a day of the fourth Sunday of Advent. There's not even a full, not even a full day, and uh, it makes it really interesting for going to Mass, so I'm sure you've been seeing all over social media, all over your, you know, parish bulletin, the announcements, trying to make it very clear how this uh, weekend is going to work, but you have two obligations to go to Mass as a practicing Catholic. Um, and if you're not a practicing Catholic, we'd love to have you at Mass as well. Um, but this Saturday, you can either go to the vi- you can go to the va- Vigil Mass that will count for the Sunday, your Sunday obligation Mass, or Sunday morning. And depending on what your parish is doing, there's going to be eventually a cutoff time where those Masses will only, you know, count for the Sunday obligation. So for instance, my parish, I think our last one's at 11 a.m. And uh, and then you get to go to Mass again that evening um, on Sunday evening for Christmas Eve, or you can get up on Christmas Day and go to a Christmas Day Mass. You got to go to two Masses in like 36, 48 hours. <laughs> so just make sure you check your local diocese or parish website, uh, cathdal.org for the Dallas Diocese of Dallas and fwdioc.org for the Diocese of Fort Worth. There's also some last minute opportunities to go to different, um, uh, confession times. A lot of the parishes are ramping up their confession time because that's a great uh, thing about the Advent season. It's a time of repentance, a time of penance and renewal as we're trying to prepare and make room for Jesus in our lives, which we often can be a little bit bad about. Um, you know, Lent, we, we definitely are, you know, changing up our routine and trying to get closer to God and taking out things that we don't need. But really, um, Advent is that preparation time too. It's that preparation time because we're we don't want to be like the inns that did not have room for the Holy Family. So uh, to make room, this is your last opportunity to do so. So if you're able to get to confession, maybe throw in some extra adoration or a daily mass is a great way to kind of finish up this beautiful time of our liturgical calendar. We're also in the week of joy. <laughs> it's a Gaudete Sunday was yesterday, the third Sunday of Advent. Got to lit, uh, light the, uh, the the rose candle, not to start a controversy. It's rose, not pink, guys. <laughs> um, the the that our priests wear were a beautiful color, a very joyful color um, yesterday. So uh, I hope that I'm praying that you all have a wonderful rest of your Advent season and getting into Christmas is also really beautiful. And if you're traveling, we'll be praying for safe travels for you as well. It's actually the first time I'm going to be traveling on Christmas. I'm actually driving on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, which is going to be a new one for me. But I like a road trip, you know, a good time to ponder the beautiful world that we get to live in and also to ponder the mystery of Christmas. So um, all wonderful and beautiful things. If you have any awesome Christmas traditions or Advent traditions, I'm going to put up a post in our Facebook group it's GRNDFW, and you can comment those there because I'd love to see what you all are doing for this Christmas season, especially if there's any Catholic traditions that you like to do. And um, additionally, if you want to join that group, you can go to Facebook.com and type into the search bar GRNDFW and join the group. I think you have to answer just a couple of questions like where did you hear about Catholic Radio and uh, what parish do you go to? Uh, just to make sure you're not a robot, basically. <laughs> that's, that's my job is to improve everybody and make sure no one's a robot. So that's all people in our GRNDFW group is a great place where I post updates about interviews. I'll post the information about our two interviews today as well. Uh, so make sure you're part of that community. 
community. It's a lot of fun. And uh, also, one last announcement for GRN kind of stuff. Like I said, this is the last time we're live before the end of the year. It's going to be a lot of special programming over the holy days that are coming up ahead of us. But coming back on Tuesday, December 2nd, we're kind of hitting the, oh, sorry, January 2nd. I'm still not even the right month or year yet, but we're going to be hitting the ground running with the car raffle, the 2024 car raffle. It is already here. I'm sure you've already heard the spots, gotten some of our emails because we kind of do a soft launch in December for this car raffle because if you want to get a gift for your uh, friends or family members, like it's a great stocking stuffer, get a car raffle ticket. Um, and we're raffling off this year a 2024 GLB 250 Mercedes Benz. And it's a larger SUV. It's kind of one of the bigger cars that we've done. And it's really cool. And uh, the pictures, the interior, it's a very nice car, a very large, great for a family. And the tickets are one for $25, five for 100 or we're doing something special this year. We're calling it the pay it forward campaign. So if you want to buy a ticket for yourself and then pay it forward and buy it for someone in your life that you know would deserve a little luxury or a new car, that could be your priest, that could be a first responder in your family, a teacher, whoever it is that you know is just really deserving of something like that. We're encouraging people to pay it forward and buy a ticket for someone else in their life. And you can go ahead and buy those tickets right now. Again, come January, it's going to be all car raffle. We're going to be going out to parishes. So we're probably going to be at yours. If we're not, go ahead and contact us and say, hey, do you want to come out? We'd love to visit you. We're going to do a lot of live remotes. There's lots of giveaways. It's a fun time. Um, it's a time of very little sleep for Dave and I, but it's a fun time. <laughs> so Go ahead and get a head start on that and go to grnonline.com forward slash raffle, grnonline.com forward slash raffle. You can read all the rules there and you can also buy your tickets there and see some pictures of this car. Again, it's a 2024 Mercedes-Benz GLB 250. Every year it's me trying to remember the model of this car. So I think I'm doing pretty well so far (laughs) because it always changes models slightly each year to year. Um, I think that's all I have about local announcements. Oh, and I forgot Tuesday. Tuesday, the 2nd of January, we have our kickoff show at 8 a.m. where Dave's going to talk to all the local managers for all of our different markets across the GRN and talk about what things we're going to be doing throughout the next seven weeks for car raffle season. So make sure you tune in for that because that'll be a lot of fun too. All right. Without further ado, I am going to go ahead and talk to our first set of guests. I have Allison Sue. Is that how you say your last name? I forgot to ask you that before we went on the air. Uh, yes, it's Sue. <laughs> Sue. Okay, awesome. Um, who is the illustrator of now two books in the series of the Gospel of, I'm going to say, for little ones, starting with the Gospel of Matthew for little ones that came out last year, two years ago? Uh, t- uh, September 2022. 2022. Okay, so last year. And just in this September of this last year or this year we're still in this year uh the gospel of mark and she illustrated them and she was joined to that with the author sarah beth meyer who is on the phone with us and she's from houston right now through the power of technology is joining us on the air um hello sarah hello hi how are you doing doing great awesome well thank you so much for joining us so i know that we've had you all on before or at least i know we've had sarah on before with dave to talk about this project and it's a really fun one but i want to kind of go back to the beginning on how all this started because obviously y'all are in two different locations you got dfw in houston so sarah can you first talk about how this project came about who it started with and how y'all found each other well Okay, I'm going to answer the last part first. We actually went to the same church for several years, uh, Sacred Heart of Jesus Traditional Chinese Catholic Church in Plano. And so that's where we became friends. 
And then when I moved away, uh, Allison and the community would sometimes have me back to uh, facilitate retreats and workshops, mornings of reflection. And Allison is very tech-savvy where I am not. And she said, hey, would you like me to be your webmaster? And I didn't even think I needed one. And uh, she persuaded me. And that was the first of many persuasions of projects that we've done together. (laughs) And uh, fast forward then to COVID, and we had been in touch, obviously, online, um, in those years since I moved from your area down to the Houston area. And um, during just all of the confusion and the craziness, I felt a very deep call to littleness and to the joy of the Gospels. And while everyone was sort of under lockdown, we were here, my husband and I quarantined with our youngest seven children. Oh, gosh. And so I would, <laughs> right? And so I'd wake up really early. I had two um, kind of COVID projects. One was gardening, and um, I found a lot of quiet, or at Labora, sort of that work and prayer, and and nobody would really follow me out into the garden to weed, so there was a lot of (laughs) contemplative prayer time that way. And then the other time was early in the morning, I would get up, and I would read the Gospels, just one or two chapters at a time, and I would pray, come Holy Spirit. And um, Allison was painting her way through COVID. She, She gets all of these crazy commissioned projects and ideas, people find out that she paints and they're like, hey, have you ever tried this? And that's a whole other radio show all these things that she's done for people. And um, one of the really cool projects was iconography for the four evangelists. And the way that she did this particular project, um, it looked really whimsical. Even, you know, the, the lion and the eagle, sometimes things that look kind of like, ah, and, and a little scary. She did it so delightfully, and it it sparked an idea, like, what if we presented the Gospels that way? And so as I was reading the Gospels, I started writing, and, and um, these rhymes emerged, and I, I would start sending her stanzas, hey, what can you do with this? And uh, she was experimenting with all different types of, of painting styles and, and media, and uh, she was really enjoying watercolor, and the watercolors that she was doing of her daughters were just just beautiful. And she's a pediatrician, so she can really capture the science and the art of the human form in, in a really special way. And so she would do that. She'd start painting. Um, she'd pick one out of every, say, three stanzas, and this would emerge. And so we started with Mark, which is the shortest gospel. It's only 16 chapters. And we we finished it, and, and everyone was still under lockdown. <laughs> what do we do next? <laughs> okay, let's go on to Matthew. Well, Matthew's 28 chapters. It's a, a much bigger task. And since we already had the parameters uh, that we had established during Mark, we tried to apply that to Matthew, and that was a, a more difficult challenge. Well, then the world started slowly opening up, but we didn't want to stop. So we did Luke, and we did John. And then um, as we were in the midst of the Gospels in June 20, 2020, which was the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I uh, you know, emailed her and said, hey, should we start looking for a publisher? And... Um, long process because you know finding a publisher is a little bit like applying for college yes (laughs) oh my goodness um fast forward we found the marian fathers and after putting the project under the immaculate heart of of the blessed mother uh under her protection uh, on june 20 2020 fast forward to where the marian fathers reach back out and say yes we're still interested and then in 2022 uh, just Holy Spirit timing completely. They said, well, why don't we start with Matthew? It was, it was lectionary cycle A, so that would be Matthew. Well, for our non 
Roman Catholic Christian brothers and sisters, that's just biblical order, right? right. So Matthew, and <laughs> Mark, and Luke, and John. So it was perfect. So the appeal for these Gospels in this order has been phenomenal across like Christendom, really. It's, it's been fantastic. That's awesome. And I, Allison has some of the, those first few books out in front of us here. And I love seeing them. Anytime I go to the local Catholic bookstore and I see them, I do think that they do have that whimsical, beautiful look to them. And I can see these easily becoming, you know, kids, you know, 10 years from now are going to say, oh, those are some of my favorite books of my childhood because they just look like those ones that you see when you go to the library and just become very near and dear. Um, and Allison, I got to ask and bring you to in the conversation. Um, when did you start having a love for art? Because it kind of like, Sarah was mentioning, you've done a lot of different things with art, iconography, and, and other commission work. Um, and how did that start? Was that from a young age, or was that into adulthood, or how did it get started? Well, I guess I just liked drawing um, in early childhood, and I got into the Gifted Talented Schools in Garland through the Enriched Art Program in first grade. And so I took Enriched Art classes, and then I kind of quit art in fourth grade. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Good, strong start for a future illustrator, I think. I guess I, I, I went to medical school and I would draw pictures of the muscles and the anatomy to help me remember all my flashcards. And it, it was really when I had kids and started crafting with them and I was homeschooling them that the arts and crafts really came back. And mm. then um, because I was making all these manipulatives and felt boards and peg dolls, uh, people started asking me to do stuff. I do want to comment on the iconography, though. It was just kind of cartoon versions sure. of, of the gospels on painted onto beehives onto bee okay how does one get commissioned for a job like that i have to ask i don't know it must be one of those 2020 things he just had like four beehives i think he's like a texas state fair winner for honey too and he just you know wanted to bless his beehives with the gospels that is i mean those bee, uh, bees must have had the best looking house <laughs> all around That's i good. think so <laughs> i want to live in the beehive now <laughs> if I have that is fantastic uh just a reminder that i am talking to uh i should say is it dr allison sue who's uh a uh illustrator for these beautiful books and i have uh sarah beth myers on the phone who's the author for the gospel of matthew and the gospel of mark for little ones and uh, I really want to stress you were talking, Sarah, about the little way and how being very little, because I joke kind of before, as we were starting the show that, you know, they're books for kids, quote unquote, but you kind of highlighted that it couldn't be for everyone because we all are called to live out this little way, especially in the Gospels. Can you talk kind of how you wrote the books? Um, obviously, it's accounting of the Gospels, but like and what it means for the little ones. Well, that's exactly right. I'm so glad you brought up the title because uh, I was actually praying about how to title them. And is it for young families? No. Is it for small children? No. And the resounding understanding I got interiorly was it's for little ones, that God calls us to that humility and that littleness. And when things are difficult, sometimes people can feel small, and that's different from feeling little. Small is insignificant. Mm -hmm. You know, little is, is humble, and there's a, there's a receptivity to littleness. The saints throughout the ages talk about being little. St. Therese, even, you know, we just had Our Lady Guadalupe, and, the, and littleness really features in her messages and the, and the dear exchange between her and Juan Diego. And that littleness, that preciousness, you know, the, the understanding that God holds us in the palm of his hand is, is so important to convey. And so in these Gospels, um, they're very much meant as a read-aloud that someone older would, 
would have a, a younger, like a little believer <laughs> right there you know, with them and, and would read because there's a cadence to the, their rhymes or in quatrains. And, um, and actually, I've had to learn how to read them myself. I, I, okay, it's true that I'm the author, but I don't really believe that I created it, if that makes any sense. Sure. Uh, you know, Mother Teresa used to talk about being a pencil in the hand of God, and I've certainly had that feeling because I would just pray, come Holy Spirit, and I would really pour over the actual text of the Bible. I didn't try to, you know, make up rhymes or whatever. And, and if something wasn't coming, I would just stop and say, Jesus, what do you want us to know about you? And then the grace would just start flowing again. But I never wanted to push it and, or manhandle it because it's the good news. You know, and it's, it's so, so important to, to be true to the truth. And then as... As we were getting a hold of these Gospels, the Gospels got a hold of us, <laughs> and it really, really changed our lives and our perspective, and so many times Allison and I have checked in with each other to remain little and to remain focused on, on the good news of the Gospels. It's so so easy to kind of get blown into the weeds, and, um, and we just keep checking in, okay, this is, this is what we're doing, right? This is, this is the message, nothing else. It's the good news of the Gospels. It's Jesus loving each one of us to the Father, right? Okay, good. <laughs> and, and that's over and over and over again. And one example would be uh, our treatment of Matthew 25. We were, the longer it took to find a publisher, um, the more we were like, okay, Lord, whatever you want done with this. And we just increasingly were able to release it. You know, this is, this is his story. We're just trying to help tell it. And then in Matthew 25, um, it's about the judgment, the, the sheep and the goats. And it really convicted us to to be open with the proceeds and to look to pass it on to other charities and not to keep it to ourselves. And that stanza says, Jesus said when judgment comes, it won't be what they think. Did they feed the hungry, give the thirsty one a drink? Faith is more than just believing. It is service done in love. God lives in every person, not just on his throne above. That's beautiful. And Allison pulled out the that passage and the picture accompanying it and the book. So I got to see it right in real time. Yay. And then one of the convicting ones of Mark. Go ahead, Allison. Get out, Mark. Start flipping. <laughs> <laughs> Allison's scrambling now. She's like, wait, give me a second. <laughs> Mark 7. Leaders taught that to be clean, just wash your face and hands. Jesus said God knows the heart and he understands. Sin doesn't come from using dirty hands or bowls or beds. Evil grows in angry hearts and thoughts inside our heads. Mm. So beautiful. And it's such and it's written such a way that it, it will make an impact, I think, to children, but also for us. Like we're hearing it and we're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> That's really, it's gonna hit you different. Like their kids are gonna read it now and then they're gonna read it again in a few years and be like, Oh <laughs> kind of like when you read the <laughs> Exactly, exactly. You read it. Um and Allison, I know you have kind of like a, some tips for how uh, you know best you can utilize these books, but um I also really quickly wanna ask you the art style, maybe how you would describe it to our listeners like what is and how you kind of settled into this because it's very distinctive which i think is great because you see it and, and kids are automatically gonna go oh i know what this is you know um and it's very beautiful uh, kind of watercolor-esque and if you can kind of explain the art style yeah so it's micron ink pen with watercolor and um i started doing this style when i was um sketching buildings actually this came out of um one of the projects at sacred heart chinese parish um someone had wanted me to draw 
houses. And so then I was like, well, why don't I draw cathedrals? Because they look more grander, more majestic. <laughs> why and, settle for houses? <laughs> right. So I started taking these um, online sketching video courses. And then so I took that style and just applied it to kind of sketching people and sketching landscapes. And um, that was the style that Sarah and I settled on for the Gospels uh, for little ones. And so I just kind of used that sketchy watercolor style for all the illustrations, but kept the the faces of the um, people a little more simple Mm, for the children. That's beautiful. And I have neglected to give out any information for where people can learn more about you all and the book. So let me just quickly do that. Um, The website, Sarah, your website is sarahbethmeyer.com, which has a lot of information about the books there. And then the website to buy them would be shopmercy.org. Is that correct? Yes. Awesome. Shopmercy.org to purchase either the Gospel of Mark for Little Ones or the Gospel of Matthew for Little Ones. And I was trying to find out from Elva Isley here at Little Angels locally in DFW um, in Capel to see if they still had some in stock, but they have them usually. So unless they've sold out of them, you can probably try to go over to Little Angels because we love to support our local Catholic bookstores because I know that Allison's done a book signing out there and some other fun events. So definitely check with your little bookstore first uh, to see if they have it there little Catholic bookstore. Um, and, uh, if not, then you can order it from shopmercy.com. And if, even if it's, you know, it's not gonna be a late Christmas gift because Christmas season goes on for a while. So you have plenty of time to do that as well. Um, so again, well, there's a couple exciting notes too. Yeah. Matthew is selling so well. It's actually about to go to reprint next month, what? which is so right, which is super exciting because Matthew is the only gospel with the epiphany, which we celebrate next month. So Holy Spirit timing again, <laughs> And um, this is this is the part where we're just like so humbled. Uh, yes, you can get it at Shop Mercy, and yes, you can get it at local Catholic bookstores. You can also get it at Christian bookstores. We've had our our little Christian bookstore down where I am. They've sold over a hundred. They literally did a, a fall book sale where it said forty percent off of all books except Bibles and books by Sarah Beth Meyer. <laughs> wow! They're like we can't keep them in stock. We can't do a discount on those. <laughs> That's right. And believe it or not, anywhere secular online that your listeners would normally buy books, all of the secular outlets are are selling them, and we're just we're absolutely floored at the array of, of venues to get these books. That's awesome. All right, so you can uh, check out any, wherever you buy books normally and see if you can get it there for sure. Um, and Allison, like I said, I mentioned you. I mentioned that you have that uh, the tips for using this book. So do you want to kind of briefly go over that? And also, is that something that people that guide can they get it online or how do they get it? Yeah, it's on sarahbethmeyer.com. Perfect. Um, if you go to the um, book portion of that website, you can see where to download the 2023 to 2024 guide for the Gospel of Mark for Little Ones. And um, I believe Elva also has a few of these copies in the Little Angels bookstore in Capel. Awesome. And, so, and monthly, we set up a liturgical newsletter, and we've been so blessed. We have native speakers translating every month. So I do the text in English, Allison does the artwork, and then she organizes it, and we have a native Chinese speaker and a native Spanish speaker who offered, and this is all free. They just have to sign up, and they'll get sent to their inbox. That's beautiful. And then you can go to sarahbethmeyer.com uh, for that. Yes, okay. and, and you can download the newsletters on there when I upload them also. Beautiful. Um, and so just a little bit about the tips. Um, it just gives you tips on how to read aloud with the child in your life, um, and then how to look at the illustrations, like questions to ask, things for them to notice, and so they can take that from what they learn from this book and apply it to where, when they go to the art museum or, or read the scripture. 
Um, also, um, there's a liturgical, there's a calendar in here that correlates the gospel readings if if they're from Mark. So your child can point to the accompanying illustration or stanza with the gospel of that mm. Sunday. And finally, um, I listed some of the original artwork that I took inspiration from for the illustrations on the back. So if you want to look at the baptism of Christ by Leonardo da Vinci, you can see some of the similar symbolism from that artwork compared with the illustration in the book. That's beautiful. I, I love it that it's, you know, training kids to uh, kind of like very, very basic, almost like Lexio Divina. You're kind of what things are, you know, pointing out to you. And then the images that go along with it, because, you know, some kids are going to be more, they'll hear the words and that'll make more of an impact. And sometimes it's going to be the pictures that they see that's going to make more of an impact at first. So uh, a beautiful and having tool. Kids guess, having kids guess the end rhyme is really fun oh, yes. too. And, and they normally do it really, really well. When my kids are... Um, in-house editors and critics as I was writing, I would, I would, I would, you know, pitch that to them and they mostly got it right. There was one notable time that they didn't. I was uh, going for an end rhyme and I wanted them to yell heaven. And instead my two youngest sons, and I don't know why instinctively yelled Kevin. <laughs> no, I don't remember Kevin from the Bible. <laughs> of course. Right, right, exactly. uh, kids got to keep you humble, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, all right, we just have a couple minutes remaining with uh, both uh, Allison Hutu and also uh, Sarah Beth Myers on the phone talking about uh, their Four Little Ones series of the Gospels. They've got Matthew, they've got Mark. You can go to sarahbethmyers.com to learn more about the books, and then you can go to Shop Mercy to uh, shopmercy.org to buy the books and also check out your local bookstores and go online. I'm sure all the re- retailers have those as well. Uh, if you want to get them before Christmas, maybe you can get them at a local store. And then if not, you know, extend it into the rest of the year. And uh, I guess the next one, does that mean the next one's going to be Luke? Do we know? God willing. God willing. Because uh, they're, all, they're all written. And the, the hope is that with each lectionary cycle that Marion Press will release them. And I want to assure your listeners, too, that they're fully vetted. Um, Marion Press makes sure that they have an imprimatur, even with their children's books. Oh, beautiful. That's, uh, that's always <laughs> a great thing. Oh, look at that. You can see the little uh, seal right there. Oh, beautiful. Okay. It has been vetted. That's so. my favorite page of the book. Yes. Oh, look, we're not heretics page. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, we're certified not heretics. <laughs> that's always comforting to have. Well, I think it's so beautiful that you ladies have formed a friendship. And then oh, even with the distance, with COVID, you took that time to make something so beautiful that's going to bless so many. And I'm so glad it's been such a success and hopefully it'll continue to be so and maybe next year when or whenever luke comes out you know gospel of luke we'll, we'll talk about that and john as well is there anything else before i let you all go that you all want to mention that we didn't talk about i just want to thank you for having us and encourage people uh, allison said in a recent radio interview on ave maria that um these are great non-threatening evangelism tools for people who've never picked up the Bible. That's a beautiful, that's a good way of describing it. No, I do have a relative. I don't think they've ever picked up the Bible before, but because I know them, they wanted, they, they took one of these books for the, both of them for themselves and they wouldn't even share it with the rest of their family. And I feel like that's like their first exposure 
to scripture. You're so right. Yeah, because it's a beautiful children's book that someone could just pick up and just start reading and then it could touch them in a way that we never know. So that's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you ladies so much for coming in and I hope that you both have a wonderful rest of your Advent season and a beautiful uh, Christmas holiday as well and that if this continues to be a blessing to you all and to many other people. Again, shopmercy.org if you want to purchase the book online or you can visit sarahbethmeyer.com to get updates, sign up for the newsletters. You can get those monthly uh, reflections and uh, newsletters from them and just kind of keep up to date with what's happening and Lord willing, very soon we'll get the rest of the Gospels to be published. (laughs) Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much and have a great rest of your Monday. Thank you for having us on. Of course. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to Brianna and John Bellino, who are uh, Catholic musicians with their family and just put out a Christmas album called A Whittingham Christmas, The Story of the Child. We'll be back right after this break. Hey, Dave, is your Christmas shopping done? No, I am totally out of ideas, so I'm just going to give everybody a fruitcake this year. Oh, no, don't do that. Why don't you get them a raffle ticket for the Guadalupe Radio Network's car raffle for a 2024 Mercedes-Benz GLB 250 in night black instead? They are just one for $25 or five for $100. Wow, you can support Catholic Radio at the same time. That is actually a good idea, Sissel. You say that like I've never had one before. Uh, Visit grnonline.com slash raffle to get your tickets today. Mm, Good idea, Dave. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessing on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. Unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will custom fit a plan for your individual needs. 800-810-6800. 800-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA IPC. Come pray, witness, and march for life on Saturday, January 20th at the National Shrine Cathedral for the annual Pro-Life Mass and the North Texas March for Life. Events include rosaries at 8 a.m. at the Addison and South Dallas Planned Parenthoods and a bilingual Pro-Life Mass at 10 a.m. with Bishop Edward J. Burns. The North Texas March for Life begins at 1230 from the National Shrine to Dallas City Hall. For more information, call 972-267-LIFE or go to ProLifeDallas.org. Have you ever heard an aviation emergency on the news? You hear the pilot in ATC talking, but what do you miss? The pilot asking their aircraft dispatcher what they should say on the radio to sound cool. Aircraft dispatchers are the problem solvers working at the airline's operations center. My wife and I run Aircraft Dispatcher Training Center in Farmers Branch. Thanks to the amazing program here at the GRN, we have become Catholic and now sponsors of this great station. Want to do something extra for your country? You are invited to become a member of the Prayer Warrior Initiative that prays for our beloved country, our servicemen and women, and their families. For more details about joining this nationwide army of prayer warriors, search Prayer Warrior at truthforhealth.org. That's Prayer Warrior at truthforhealth.org. Thanks for praying for those who serve each day to preserve our freedom. 
Hello, I am Wesley Steffish, a member of Mother Day Parish in Irving and sponsor here at KATH 910AM. I am owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers throughout at DFW Metroplex for both commercial and residential painting projects, both interior and exterior, along with many other projects, large and small. I welcome the opportunity to prepare the estimate for your next project. You can find us at absolutepkg.com or by phone at 972-375-5100. Catholic Charities Dallas invites all KTH 910 AM listeners to join them for their 26th annual Bishop's Gala on Saturday, January 20th at the Omni Dallas Hotel. The Bishop's Gala is Catholic Charities annual fundraiser and will include dinner, auctions, live entertainment featuring the Temptations and the Four Tops, and dancing, all while supporting for 35 essential programs that benefit more than 200,000 people annually here in North Texas. To purchase tickets, visit ccdallas.org slash gala. And welcome back to the Good News Show. My name is Cecil Anderson, standing in for Dave Palmer, who's normally the main host of this program, but he's taking a well-deserved break for the last part of this year to celebrate Christmas and the end of Advent with his family. And I'm having a lot of fun so far, and I forgot to mention that uh, Joe Loney is producing the show for the first time. So thank you, Joe, for doing that. I appreciate it. Otherwise, it'd be me by myself in the room doing it, and it's just a little less fun when you do it that way. Um, But I'm super excited about our guest. That I'm going to introduce here in just a moment. Um, this is a last minute addition to the show, but a really big blessing because, you know, God answers your prayers uh, in so many random ways. I found out over the weekend that one of my segments I had planned for the show was just not going to be able to happen, it would happen at a future show. And I came into this morning thinking, gosh, I do not have a backup plan. Can I talk about Christmas traditions by myself for 30 minutes? I mean, I probably could, but would it be enjoyable radio for everyone else? Probably not. Um, and then I saw an email from Dave because uh, Dave. Dave being Dave, he meets all sorts of people. And over the weekend, when he was at the Gift of Christmas Gala um, with an uh, an Addison, he was emceeing the event. He met a lady named Ellen, who introduced him via email to this lovely couple from uh, out of the state to or just put out this Christmas album that I got to listen to little bits of and really enjoyed so far. And uh, we're going to talk to them and hear all about their story and encourage you to look into their album yourself. And so I want to introduce uh, husband and wife, Brianna and John Bellino, who are joining us both on the phone right now. Uh, I'm going to say hi to John first. I'm pretty sure the voices are going to be pretty distinctive between the two of y'all. But, you know, I want everyone to have a fair chance to introduce themselves separately. So, John, uh, good afternoon. How are you doing? Hi. Good afternoon. So how are you? I'm doing wonderfully. And then I got Brianna on the phone. How are you doing, Brianna? I'm doing great. Thank okay. you so much for having us. Of course. And uh, is this? Am I right in saying this is your guys' first radio interview? Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I am uh, so excited that we get to welcome you and introduce you to our DFW listeners here on nine ten a.m. Um, well, gosh, there's. I talked to Brandon a little bit this morning. And uh, this is the first album y'all have ever put out, and it's called A Whittingham Christmas, The Story of a Child. And I want to get into the details all about this album and how it came about. But first, let's just talk a little bit about, about you all, because, uh, John, you were cradle Catholic, and Brianna, you became a, you were a convert a few years ago, which I'm a convert myself, too. So first off, welcome home to the church. And uh, can you all, uh, I don't know whoever would be better to talk about this, but can you kind of just talk about how y'all met and that faith journey um, to where you are today. Um, uh, maybe start this one off, huh? Sounds good. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, we um, we met at a music store actually in Southern California, which is where I grew up, and um, so we were really drawn to each other in our faith. Largely, we um, really connected on that front. But this journey to the church really was um, something we did together, and it was an amazing experience. And um, so, yeah, I was raised Protestant, like John, like you mentioned, John was um, a convert, I mean, a revert back to the faith. Um, And so it was really just into digging further into our Protestant roots, really, and um, digging into great books. We were in an awesome book club together, and... um, digging into great books, church history, deeper into the scriptures, and it just started to reveal itself that the Catholic Church was the roots of where we had come from. So, um, yeah, so it it really felt like just going deeper into the tradition that we had been handed, Um, and it's been wonderful. We have just uh, loved it every step of the way. That's awesome. Yeah, I would, would, too. Um, Is it okay if I chime in here? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Yeah, um, as a reader, I, um, I didn't really know whether God existed when I was in high school, and, and um, I was challenged through through college and whatnot, um, and I became a Protestant, but I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day about how the Catholic Church, to me, um, was too large for me to see, mm. and the image of um, uh, and uh, the man who was Thursday, there's a character in that novel called Sunday. And Sunday is, is exactly that. He's too large to be seen. I feel like I, I kind of missed um, a lot of what the Catholic Church had to offer. And um, as Brian and I read through the ancient church documents, um, we began to see more and more of the, the beautiful depth and wealth that the church has to offer. And that was just so attractive to us that we couldn't miss out. <laughs> so yeah. that was kind of the, the gist of it. That, yeah. And I think that's a common thing for a lot of reverts. My parents were reverts and there's just a lot of things they just didn't quite understand or see about the faith. I mean, the faith is so beautiful, deep and vast. And sometimes if yeah. it's just not relayed, um, you know, in touches our hearts the way, you know, it needs to, sometimes it just, it's not going to be kept and cherished the same way. Um, and, uh, but I'm so glad that you all are here and, you know, you're raising, is it five, five kids, six kids? Uh, a few wow that's awesome yeah. so yeah. that's beautiful um so i'm going to really quickly give out some information for people to be able to find out more about y'all as we continue to talk about your story and um and we'll uh, talk about this album again i got to listen to it a little bit uh earlier today thank I'm very thankful that y'all sent it to my way, but it's a Whittingham Christmas, uh, the gift of, oh, I lost my note real quick. One second. There we go. The story of the child. And uh, you can go to their website, whittinghamproductions.com to either buy the album and watch a little intro video and just learn a little bit more about it. See the track list, which we'll talk about again in a second. Um, but again, that's whittinghamproductions.com. And uh, I want to talk to Brianna briefly about you all met in a music store which I think is so funny uh, and such a cute way to like meet considering that y'all are musicians uh, did that were you always into music from your, your early days or when did you get into that and um, and to end up in a music store to meet your future husband 
yeah, well, um, we were, my sisters and I all took piano from a very young age, piano lessons. And then as we got older, um, my oldest sister started learning guitar. And so then my parents got me a bass and then my younger sister started learning drums. So um, the three of us were actually in a band together and we went into the music store to buy a microphone for my sister who was playing drums and uh, John was working in the pro audio department. And so he sold us our microphone and um, yeah. So then he just really became a family friend actually. So it was a very sort of long, slow courtship style relationship um, as he became a family friend. And then um, we, he, he uh, expressed interest to my parents and then it kind of started that whole whole long courtship and we were together gosh I think um we knew each other I think seven years before we finally got married <laughs> but we had been kind of a couple for about five years so yeah so I think we're coming up on our anniversary of knowing each other for 24 years now I think. wow that's beautiful uh and so John obviously you had an interest in music for a while too to be working in a music store how did that happen was it something passed down by your parents or uh, from young childhood as well or how did you end up there yeah, interesting question. Um, so I'm one of 11 children, and we're obviously growing up Catholic uh, in Buffalo, New York, and like I'm number seven out of the 11, and all my older brothers and sisters um, took uh, some form of instrument, trumpet, piano, guitar, flute, and so there's always music going around um, in our family. And so when it got to me, I'm, I, I was like, I just want to hit things. <laughs> so I became the noisy drummer of the family. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, have you know, ever since junior high and middle school and high school being in all the sort of orchestras and bands and wind ensembles. And then I went out and, um, studied, um, music, uh, music performance at Berkeley college of music in Boston, Massachusetts. And then from there, moved to uh, Los Angeles and Orange County, where I met Brianna and her family. That's awesome. And so y'all have been married now for a number of years. And you, I, I, can I explain how um, the music is working your way into your life right now? Uh, I think Brianna mentioned that at the evening, she goes out with the kids and sings. Y'all are in, I'm sorry, I'm going to forget. Is it North Carolina that y'all are in or is it South Carolina? Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville, South Carolina. So go out and sing. And then, but you also, um, John, are doing music throughout the day too. So kind of how is this working? And is this kind of the full-time gig right now? Or what is happening with uh, the Bolinos and music right now? Oh, you want me to take that one, John? Okay. Sure. Yeah, so so John's in a couple popular local bands. And um, he plays on the weekends um, two to three nights a week usually. And on the uh, busy weekend evenings when he goes out and performs, I usually take the kids with me and I busk or street perform um, on the streets of Greenville. And so that's been a a wonderful experience. And that's how we're basically piecing together our income at this point um, through that. And then through our production company that we started back in 2001, we've been trying to create um, products that we can then you know, sell and get out to the world. So this is our first official uh, CD release. And I'm also an artist. And so I, um, last year, I made a art tutorial series, a video-based art tutorial series um, called Creating with Our Creator based on the Genesis account of creation and just really kind of um, 
we were initially made it for our kids' school, where, where I was blessed to teach art for a number of years. And um, it was just to try to help pass on to the kids whether they felt like they wanted to be an artist, you know, as a living or not, just to help them understand that making art can really help us understand what it means to be God's work of art and how as we build that relationship with our own artwork, we can um, better understand the relationship that God wants to have with us. So we did that whole series last year, and now we're on to this venture, and we're hoping that we have uh, more music CDs on the horizon coming up in the next, hopefully, few months. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, That's very exciting. Uh, so the production company, is that what it's called? Whittingham Productions, is that the name of the company? Yes. Yeah. Whittingham, uh, we, were, we were actually... Um, it was the little town that we went to on our honeymoon was Little Whittingham in, and I, and I was told by a um, an English lady you're not supposed to say you're not supposed to say the ham it's supposed to be Whittingham, Whittenham. but we always okay. pronounce it as Whittingham. Okay, Whittingham. <laughs> That's how we know how to <laughs> pronounce it. Depending um, on how British I, you're feeling that day, you can yeah. say. Yeah, exactly. yes, yes. And okay. my sister lived in England, so sometimes I'm feeling more more British than other days. Um, but, That's um, great. But the the spelling we've often found people can get a little bit confused with the spelling. So it's W I T T E N H A M. So it's yeah, Wittenham. Wittenham Productions. Yeah. There was definitely so, a few times this morning in my notes I was writing W H, and then I was like, no, that's not right. <laughs> so W I T T E N H A M Productions dot com yes. is also their website. Yes, that's correct. Thank you. Yeah. And so I, I like that. Then the name of it, it just sound it does sound kind of the title of the album, Whittingham, Whittingham to be a, a, a little bit British, you know, Whittingham Christmas. I'm going to say that all wrong every time I do this. Uh, the story, I'm going to just do it by the subtitle, The Story of a Child. <laughs> um, let's talk about um, this is the first album you all are putting out uh, together like this. And you decided to go with a Christmas album. Um, I guess, John, do you want to talk about how that came about that you decided this is our first album we want to release with our production company is a Christmas album and particularly the one the story of a child which uh, to my understanding has a you know a storyline and a theme running throughout it yeah that's exactly right well um, yeah so Brianna and I um, we I don't know there's something about Christmas that is so beautifully uh, incarnate that I think that music is such an appropriate uh, way to um, celebrate that in Christ's incarnation and you know Brianna and I, for like so many years, have really been drawn to wanting to do a Christmas record. In fact, I uh, some of the songs that we have on the, the record, I actually arranged with uh, my brother-in-law, Johnny May. Um, we, and we arranged it like 15 years ago, but we never actually got to like fully producing those, those songs. And I just thought like in, over the past few years, Brianna and I, we've, kind of like uh, we, we did, recorded a few songs that just gave them out as gifts for our neighbors. And, and I just, for some reason, we just thought, well, you know, here we are with our production company. We're, we're musicians. We love Christmas. Let's do a full blown, you know, um, Christmas record. And so we did, we pulled out those old arrangements and added some new songs. And then Brianna had some originals that we thought were really appropriate to Christmas time. And so that's kind of the story. We um, so since essentially July is kind of when we had the idea, and so for the that many months, July until beginning of last week is when we kind of released the record a week ago today, I guess. That's so um, exciting. Yeah. Um, so I think that's most of the story. 
And uh, it's got on it 11 tracks and two original ones um, that uh, we're going to play a clip of one of them in just a few moments. Um, but the 11 tracks, uh, some of them are obviously very, very familiar ones. You know, you've got What Child Is This, which is one of my favorites, Come On Coming Manual. I was excited. It ends with Good King Wenceslas. And that mm-hmm. is uh, my priest's favorite song. He actually had asked right. us last year to learn how to sing it so we could carol at his, uh, we go caroling at the rectory. And I'm like, oh, I just remembered I need to do that. Um, so maybe I can use your guys as a reference <laughs> or I could just play sure. that one and pretend that it's us um, singing it, <laughs> just mouth along to it. Um, but uh, can you go ahead and talk about Brianna, um, th- how you all chose these particular songs and the order that they're in and why you chose them for this album? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, what we found is uh, over the past number of years, like John was mentioning, we've always been sort of wanting to create a Christmas album and what's been just really feeling like it's been lacking. When I was young and we'd go to the mall at Christmas time, we were hearing, you know, we were hearing Joy to the World. We were hearing Away in a Manger. We were hearing Christ proclaimed in the secular space. And over the past number of years, that's just been really so removed from the radio that at least that we're hearing. And here we are in the Bible Belt. So I'm, I'm thinking that we're probably a pretty good gauge of if, if Christ was going to be proclaimed on the radio, it would be safe enough to do it here, but um, we just really feel there's a lot of like peppiness and bright, bright jingles <laughs> and, a, and a lack of depth. And so um, there's kind of this, this sadness that I have found that listening to music like that can bring up at Christmas time because Christmas time, just like any other time of year, has a lot of complicated feelings. And, and so, for some people, it's even more so because it really kind of highlights the loss that they feel in their life, whether it be lost loved ones or strained relationships in their families. And as we were pondering making this album, I realized, you know, that's really the world that Christ came into. We, we kind of get this shining Christmas card picture of the nativity, but, but the nativity is followed up right by the flight to Egypt and the massacre of the Holy Innocents. And this was a time of great turmoil. And um, even in our world today, I know a lot of people are heavily impacted by the war, wars that are going on in our world. And so I just felt like by, by tying in to these, these Christmas carols, that are they're, they're all there, right? Traditionally, we've got the Coventry Carol, which is um, lamenting the lost children in Bethlehem. And so by starting there, it felt like we're kind of in a, in a place to start from where a lot of our hearts are really at, which is a place of lament. And so... Then we lead into uh, another original song that I had written that also references the flight to Egypt, just battling um, all of what's going on. A lot, of, a lot of people feel like there's this sense of government overreach, a sense of challenging in health, and all kinds of ominous things that feel like are happening in the world. And we really just kind of wanted to say, you know, that's, that's the same kind of world that Jesus came into. And so we don't have to be, um, we don't have to, ignore it in order to be happy at Christmas time. So, um, so anyway, so we went into that song and then, yeah, then it felt like that what child is this kind of all, all of a sudden raises the question, um, you know, what, what is who seeing Christ in a, a new, you know, in the sense of here we are looking at the darkness in our world and, and now we're looking at a baby, you know, here and now today, a baby was the answer. So, um, which has all kind of been a very interesting experience recording this album while pregnant. Um, 
So then we lead on to uh, ultimately, you know, the, the, the cry of the album seems like, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, you know, Lord, come into the midst of our hearts, into the midst of our family, really focusing on the Advent nature of this album that is to lead our hearts into Christmas. We don't just like, boom, after Thanksgiving, jump into happy peppy, you know, especially as Catholics, we're like, there's this time of, of pondering and, and meditating and like a mini Lent mm-hmm. that we go through. So, um, yeah, so then I'm, I'm, I'm particularly excited. You mentioned maybe playing um, Evergreen Lady. Yes. That's the next song on the album. And that one was, um, it was interesting. Sometimes when I write songs, they surprise me a little bit, and I find out what's really going on in my heart. Um, so that song was really sort of about the story of my conversion, and it's based on a, um, a fairy tale by George MacDonald, who was a big influence of C.S. Lewis. The fairy tale is called The Golden Key. It's a short story. It's so beautiful. I highly recommend reading it to your children if you have a moment to sit down this Christmas time. But there's an, an image in there of a lady all in green, and that just felt like she sort of symbolized what the Blessed Virgin was to me in my story of my conversion. And and then the second half of the song really sort of started bringing up all the challenges that I feel as a parent and, and my sense of inadequacy and realizing that I can bring, I can bring those challenges to my blessed mother and, and she can help maybe take over um, where, where I feel like I'm, I'm lacking as a parent. So, mm-hmm. oh, that's so from, from there we go into the little drummer boy and, and, and that felt sort of like the, the, um, the turning point of the album where, where now that child that I'm offering up to Mary is received in the, in the sort of stable at Bethlehem and um, just bringing, bringing our own gifts and that our own gifts are enough. You know, Jesus, Jesus is happy with us just bringing him what we can. Um, so from there, we kind of go into the spirit of Christmas and a little bit more jovial. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And some of the more, some classic ones. I also love In the Bleak Midwinter. Um, it's a very beautiful poem. I think originally by Christina Girozetti, if I'm thinking about it properly, uh, In the Bleak Midwinter is like um, a beautiful, beautiful lyrics. And then, of course, Oh Holy Night, that's Dave Palmer, who normally hosts the show. That's his favorite one. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And like you mentioned, uh, we mentioned earlier, Good King Wenceslas finishes out the album. But I want to go ahead and play just a short snippet from Evergreen Lady. I listen to the full song myself but i like to leave it you know everyone wanting a little bit more so they'll go and buy the album so we're going to play a little clip from evergreen lady which is an original song on the whittingham uh christmas the story of a child album um that with our guests right now so we'll go ahead and play a clip of that awesome evergreen lady Mother and baby How long have you warmed the hearth for me? As we all run from our homes And we run back to our homes Searching for where our home might be Mother dear, have you lingered here only to wipe 
All right. So that was just a short snippet of the original song, uh, uh, Evergreen Lady, which is really beautiful. And I love listening to the entire song. But again, I kind of wanted to leave it people wanting more. So you can go to WhittinghamProductions.com to get this album. And I think you can get it digitally. And you can also get a physical album. Is that right, uh, John? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Well, go to WhittinghamProductions.com if you want to gift this to someone get it for yourself for Christmas to make your Christmas um, uh, that much more impactful. I really like how you were saying earlier, um, Brianna, about how uh, that sometimes Christmas brings up feelings of sadness, if there's been a loss, if there's just family tensions and difficulties, which is all too common. Uh, and a lot of the Christmas music 